Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Good morning. Welcome to Freedom Church. If this is your first time, uh, then you're so welcome. Uh, We love having you with us. Um, Good. It's great to be here. It's great to gather together, isn't it? To be together as church, as family. We are one. And it is great to gather every week. And so um, the last five weeks, we've been looking at the series Overwhelmed, uh, which is just areas, uh, just a, a number of areas where we feel overwhelmed in life. And, uh, and so the first week, we looked at grief and how we can feel overwhelmed uh, in loss. Uh, the second was mental health. We had Patrick Regan join us. Uh, the third was disappointment. Sim brought that to us. And last week, Tim spoke to us about the environment and how it can be overwhelmed by the state of it uh, and wanting to do something about it. And we've had really great feedback from you about uh, how refreshing it's been uh, and how uh, it's been just really helpful to embrace this sort of language that it's okay not to be okay. You know, we are together in this. We're not alone. We're together and we're doing this together. And you know the definition of fine? We often say we're fine. I'm fine. The real definition of fine is freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I am fine most of the time. <laughs> but we, we don't want to pretend that everything's okay, do we, uh, in this community. So let's keep talking, let's keep uh, chatting things through. However, I know it's been great for many, but for some it's actually been quite hard work. It's been quite tiring and emotionally draining to go from one topic to the next, week after week after week. But please can we encourage you, do not stay silent. We don't want you to suffer alone. We're in this together. Let's keep talking, let's keep asking questions. Let's keep growing because no one is finished yet. And so today, this last official week of our Overwhelmed Teaching Series, we're going to be looking at something that can cause us to feel, yes, overwhelmed, but also anxious and fearful. It's something that we know that we should be doing. It's something that we know that we could be doing. And it's probably something that we know we would be doing if we knew how. It is essential for us as disciples of Jesus to be confidently Christian. Confidently Christian. Sometimes, often, and perhaps all the time, many would agree in this room, there's not loads of us, but many of us would agree that we can be overwhelmed by faith. Overwhelmed by the call to be a disciple of Jesus, to uh, the call and the life assignment to share the good news that we have received. We may feel overwhelmed by the idea of telling someone else about faith, about church, about our experience of God and Jesus in this world that loves to, I want to see it, to believe it kind of thing. We can feel overwhelmed by the call from us to show the true colors of the faith. And one of the last things Jesus said to his disciples before he went back to heaven in order to send the Spirit, we read it in the book of Matthew, which is in the second half of the Bible uh, called the New Testament. Jesus says this to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. 
Now, 2,000 years ago, Jesus said this to his disciples. And the mission, the task, the life assignment, as it were, is still as important, still as big, even if not bigger than it was all those years ago. We have the task, especially in the UK, right, where there is people all around us with little, if not any faith, it is our task, life assignment, mission to pass on this information, this good news. And how then do we reach uh, our friends in a way that isn't creepy, that isn't weird, and that isn't old-fashioned, while still telling the story that's thousands of years old? How do we reach our neighbours in a relevant and contemporary way in this forever changing world? How do we talk to our families about a God we believe in but cannot see in this I've got to see it to believe it kind of world? How do we deal with the disappointment when a friend says they're going to come to church and then doesn't end up coming? How do we respond in a godly way to the colleagues that are gossiping and lying uh, in front of us and treating others how they wouldn't even want to be treated themselves? How do we respond in a godly way to them? How Do we respond to the questions that are being asked of us with the fear of being misunderstood or rejected? How can we still speak up instead of simply saying nothing in fear of looking silly? Feeling overwhelmed? Overwhelmed by the scope of the challenge that we have in this fallen world? Well, if you do, you're in great company. It is overwhelming. We can be so overwhelmed by faith. And so we're not going to be able to answer all these questions this morning. So instead, I'm going to attempt to inspire you on the basis of this truth. You have every reason to be confidently convinced in Jesus. You have every reason to be confidently convinced in Jesus. Jesus. I believe God wants to birth in us today a confidence in him, a confidence in who he is. I believe he wants to encourage us, encourage us to be proud, proud, and not proud with an arrogance or an ignorance, but a a proud that we're confident and we have a joy in who Jesus is. You have every reason to be confidently Christian. You have every reason to be confident in the truth that Jesus is your friend. You have every reason to be proud that Jesus is your brother and your saviour. And I just, I know Judith prayed at the beginning, but I'd just love to pause again, just to pray for that confidence. Is that okay? Let's just, let's just pause, let's just close our eyes, let's focus on God just for this moment. Heavenly Father, we pray that this morning, From this day on, you would birth in us this confidence that we can have in you. Would you give us a sense of pride in who we are and who you are? Would you give us a strong conviction and a real and raw confidence in you today? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I wonder who are you proud of? Who are you proud of? It might be your kids, if you have kids. It might be your friends. It might be your parents. It might be your nieces or nephews. Who are you 
proud of. Well, I'm really proud of my husband, Jordan. He is awesome. He graduated with a 2-1 uh, university. He is forever producing high-quality videos and photos. He was an awesome best man to his mate. And just recently, last week, at the volunteer celebration evening, he received the award for being on the rotor more times than anyone else in this church, apart from full-time staff. Wow! What a guy! <laughs> I'm so proud to be his wife. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm proud to be Jordan's wife. I'm also proud of my nephews and my beautiful niece. They are just stunning in every way. I love them. I love them to bits. I'm so proud for them to be my nephews and niece, even though they puke on my jeans. <laughs> they just know they're clean on, don't they? They're just, oh, that looks clean. They just know it. But I'm so proud. I'm proud to call them my nephews and niece. I'm proud to be their auntie. I'm also proud to be a part of this family, this church, Freedom Church. We do some incredible things, don't we? We give to this town. We serve this town. We worship God with incredible intentions. I'm proud to be part of this church. I'm proud to tell others that I work full-time on the leadership team for Freedom Church in Romsey. I'm proud to be a part of this family. But most of all, recently, I've become more and more proud of my beautiful parents. Here they are. They're so cute. Look at them. Uh, I love my parents. I'm so proud of them. Uh, because three years ago, they moved to the Midlands. They've lived their whole lives here in the south in Portsmouth. And they left their family, they left their friends three hours away because they were confident that God had called them into full-time ministry. I'm so proud to call them my parents because of what they did. They were confident, and so they did it. They left their comfort in order to follow what God had for them. And just recently as well, they just converted a Ford Transit van into a camper van. It is so cool. Here it is. Look at it. <laughs> it's so good. I'm so proud. We didn't think they were going to do it. <laughs> but they bought the van. They did it for sheer term determination. I'm proud of, of what they've achieved. Like they did it with little help, if any at all, in the space of like eight months. I'm proud because of their determination to finish the task. I'm proud to be their daughter, and I'm proud to call them my parents. And because I'm proud of them, I'll boast about them. I'll tell everyone about my parents and how cool they are. I will show photos because I'm proud. I will boast about them because I am proud, I'm confident, and I have a joy in who they are and what they have achieved. And so if we were being really real and honest today, would we describe ourselves as being confidently Christian. If we were honest and raw and real with ourselves, would we say, could we say that we are proud to be a Christian? That we're proud to be called a daughter or a son of the living God? Are you proud to be someone who prioritizes coming to church, to coming 52 mornings of the year? Are you proud to be, call yourself a Christian? Are you proud to be someone who believes in speaking to a God we cannot see because we believe that he works in good ways? And on the contrary, if we were super honest with ourselves, would we say that sometimes actually we find ourselves embarrassed? We find ourselves 
ashamed or feeling a little silly when talking about our faith. We may feel so embarrassed about the idea of talking to someone about faith that we completely bail out of the conversation or we change the subjects. If we're really real with ourselves, perhaps we would own up that we've done that before. Do we find ourselves choosing to stay silent because of the fear of looking silly or the fear of being rejected? Do we choose to move the conversation in another direction because of the fear that we feel of looking foolish? Yes, the gospel, yes, Jesus, yes, the Bible is so far-fetched to this world and what they understand to be true and real and good, but should that be the reason? for us to be embarrassed about Jesus. The trouble is when we allow ourselves to be embarrassed, we ignore the very nature of who we are. God has created us to be courageous, to be confident. God has put in us, oh my word, what is that noise? <laughs> That's a, is it my bum? We're gonna go, we're gonna carry on, great. That was weird. I'll cut that out. <laughs> but the trouble is, when we allow for us to be embarrassed, oh. That was weird. I did think that was a bit strange. <laughs> there we go. All is well. Uh, when we allow for us to be embarrassed, when we allow for us to be embarrassed, we uh, don't portray ourselves in the way that God has intended us to portray ourselves. We are disciples of Jesus, correct? And a disciple of Jesus is to represent the one we're following. And we as disciples are to reflect the one we represent. And so if we're representing Jesus, well, embarrassment is nothing to do with Jesus. That not of God is there shame or fear. God gives us a, a spirit of love, not of fear. And Paul, the man of God who he was, uh, the guy who wrote so many letters in the Bible, he, uh, he got this. Right? He, his life was a nightmare after nightmare after nightmare, challenge after challenge, hardship after hardship after hardship. And Paul got it. And here in a letter to uh, Rome, he says this. In the New Living Translation, uh, Romans chapter 1 from verse 16, he says this. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew and the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And Paul is saying, God works in really great ways. He is saving those who believe in him. God gives life. He gives freedom. He gives goodness. God gives grace. God is full of goodness. He is the God of love. And so this great news, this good news, it's not, nothing to be ashamed about. And so Paul goes, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Do you remember that Hillsong song? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, Lord. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And Paul 
got it. Because what happens when we feel overwhelmed by faith? We can so often feel overwhelmed by faith. And what happens is we, you know, we enter the world of Disney and join Merlin and Nemo and become lots of little Dories. We forget. We forget who we are. We forget who God is and what he's done and the good news and what the good news is all about. We forget. We forget. And we forget. We forget that we have every reason to be confidently convinced in Jesus Christ. And so when we find ourselves overwhelmed by faith, we forget the authority that we've been given. You have authority. You know you have authority to cast out demons? What? I have authority? Do you believe that? I'm getting there. Do we believe that to be true? We have authority to cast sickness out of people. Do we believe that to be true? We have authority. We've been given authority from God. And so when we are overwhelmed by faith, we forget that we have the authority. We forget that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves. We forget that God is at work in the people around us. And so therefore, when we're feeling overwhelmed by faith, the task is on our hands to remember. To remember, 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 remember. And so I encourage you today, remember. Remember who you are and what God has done. I was once lost, but now I am found. I was once blind, but now I see. We were once enslaved by the power of sin and death. But because Jesus died on the cross, a sinner's death, we are forgiven, we are free, and we are found by God Almighty. Can we just say that out loud together? I am free. I can see now. I was lost, but now I'm found. So why then do we allow the world to tell us otherwise? We forget. We forget who we are and what God has done. So we must, we must, we must remember. Whatever you've got to do to remember, whether it's sticky notes on the wall, whether it's alarms on your phones, whether it's saying into the mirror every morning, I am a child of God. I am representing Jesus today. We have to remember. And so there there are many ways, isn't there, in this world uh, that crushes our confidence in Jesus. There are many things coming against us all the time. And I would just love to highlight just two before we finish and encourage you despite the accusations that the world throws at us. And so the first is we can become so overwhelmed by faith because of the claims made about the Bible. But can I encourage you, the Bible is legit. The Bible is legit. It is. Some say that the Bible is just a book, right? It's just a book full of stories, full of myths, full of poems. It's just made up full of fairy tales. However, the fact that the world loves history works in our defense. Because archaeology is the study of uh, material remains of human history, the bones, the items that can be found in the ground, the roads, the documents, all things archaeological. It provides more help in confirming the reliability of the Bible today than it has ever done before. Be encouraged. The Bible is legit. It is a reliable source of history that 
is compatible with everything we know about archaeology. No one, having looked at the evidence, can, dis can dispute that. No one can come against that. It is legit. It's not made up. The writings are legit. The, the timings work out. The numbers add up. And the history adds up to other accounts. The Bible is reliable. Be encouraged. The Bible is legit. Number two is we can be so overwhelmed by faith because of what the world says about science versus religion. Now, I'm no scientist. However, there are many in this world who would claim that they have evidence that God doesn't exist. They would say that science has disproved the existence of God. But if you ask any of these people to provide the evidence for this claim, you won't be given anything because this is what they say. If God existed, there should be concrete evidence of his existence, not faith, but tangible, measurable, consistent evidence that can be predicted and tested using the scientific method. Therefore, because we fail to find that evidence, God cannot exist. Now, many would say this is an invalid reason for that claim to be true. It's invalid. Just because you cannot prove God to exist doesn't mean that he doesn't. And let's be real, ironically, that the God in whom we're trying to prove to exist is actually outside of time. He's outside of everything that we know to exist and, and to be true. He's bigger and better than we could ever imagine. And so we're trying to define who God is and, and prove that he exists in everything that he created, which isn't going to work because he's outside of it. He created it. He's bigger and better than what we're trying to define him as. He is bigger and better than any equation, than any piece of evidence. And so I would argue that God will never be able to be proven to exist because he doesn't need to be. He's bigger. He's greater than any other. The Big Bang, evolution. The question is, is science a friend or a foe? And ironically, again, we don't have an answer to this question because science don't just rely on physical facts. Uh, Jordan and I uh, rewatched the beautiful film, Theory of Everything, which is about the life and works of Stephen Hawkins, who is a great thinker and a theorist. But the answer's in the title, theory. A theory is created because an answer cannot be proven. Perhaps the idea of faith is too much so people create a theory, which is fairly valid in terms of their understanding, but it's not hardcore evidence, which sometimes they claim to be true. I want to encourage you. Evidence isn't everything. Evidence isn't everything. Don't believe everything the world tells us that they have claimed to be true. Search a little deeper. Try and understand what they're saying, because it may not be just as it seems. Now, I'm not a scientist. I'm not claiming to be a scientist at all. But what I have learned is that there is more to science than meets the eye and everything that they claim to be true. Evidence isn't everything. And so therefore, if you need evidence and proof to be confidently Christian, to be confident in the, in the truth that Jesus is real, then you're always going to be unsatisfied. I can't give it to you. I cannot prove to you that God exists. We cannot prove to this world by the world's standards of measuring and uh, evidence. We cannot do it. 
And I would be a fool to say that we could. But when we feel so overwhelmed by faith, it can be really, really hard and really tough. But it's okay. It's okay because faith is legit as well. Faith, you can have faith. Everyone has faith, right? You have faith in the driver of the bus you're about to stand on. You have faith in the legs on the chair that you sit on. Faith isn't an unknown concept to this world. We've just got to use our language in a way that they understand. And so how do we do it? How do we begin this mountain of a task? I want to encourage you, be proud. You can be proud. You can have every reason to be proud of who you are and who you live for. What we believe to be true, it does have a lot of backbone. It really does. Yes, it requires faith, but it is also ridiculously accessible. There is nothing about Jesus that we should be ashamed of. There is nothing that we should be embarrassed about. We can be proud. You can be proud. You can be confidently Christian in wherever you work, where you live, and the people around you. You can be proud. You can be proud of who Jesus is and what he's done. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed by faith, overwhelmed by the life assignment to be a light in this dark world, be encouraged that you are free to be proud of who you live for. You are free to be proud. Why don't we stand together and, uh, and we'll shortly finish. Funnily enough, the the thread through this series, you may have noticed it if you've listened to a few. The thread has been that, you know, we can do nothing without the help of God, right? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can. We can do all things. And so when we're feeling overwhelmed by faith and this marathon of a task, we can do this through the strength of Jesus. We can be proud. We can hold our head up high. But of course, we need the Spirit's help. So why don't we invite the Spirit to come and just to give us that fresh confidence, that fresh courage that he has put in each each one of us to be confidently Christian. Let's pray. Father, God in heaven above, we love you. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and show us your glory. Spirit, would you come afresh and fill us from the bottom to the top so that we're overflowing with confidence in you. Father, for those of us who are feeling overwhelmed by faith, overwhelmed by the scope of the challenge to be light in this world, overwhelmed by the task that you've set before us to spread this good news that you've given us, help us. We know, we trust that you give us everything we need. And God, we know that this gospel, this good news, this grace and love and this incredible news that you've given us is in our hands. But it will only stay there until we give it out. So Father, would you help us? Spirit, would you strengthen us to do it well? And God, may we leave today feeling proud to be yours proud to be representing you, our God, our Lord and our Saviour. 
the King of all kings. Give us that confidence, God. May it bubble up inside of us. God, you're so good and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.